Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. I certainly am. Life's been great the last couple of days. I've been super productive working on my new company, Living Well with Shell. There's some fun things that are happening with that. I did my first interview with a lovely lady yesterday called Monique Ladat. So if you're uh, one of my listeners on iTunes, I hope you'll catch her interview. It is an hour long. It is definitely one of my longer podcasts. Sorry about that. Her name is Monique McDonald. I'm so used to just visualizing her name on my Facebook page, which is Monique Ledette McDonald that I'm always calling her Monique Ledette. She's Monique McDonald. But I really encourage you when you have time in the car or just sitting at home to listen to what Monique has to say. She has a spectacular uh, perspective on our natural innate gifts. The things that we are just born with, the things that come very easy to us, things that we might not even think are gifts or skill sets because they come so easy to us. And it truly, I have to laugh because that was one of those epiphanies I had when I took her course was my gift of service. It's, I just assumed, you know, why doesn't everyone, you know, wipe the counter down in a public bathroom after you've dried your hands, things like that. Why doesn't everyone just pick up something when you see it lying on the ground? You know what? Everyone's wired just a little differently. It doesn't mean that you, if, if you don't have a gift of service, you can run around being lazy and not getting stuff done. But what the point I'm making is, you know what? Some of these things just come naturally, like my gift of hospitality and my gift of knowledge. No one had to teach me to search knowledge and help other people. No one had to teach me that I enjoyed having parties and people in my home and and I have that, that gift. They just come naturally and I've never understood people that don't have those gifts. But once you understand sort of the gifts, what you have, what other people might have that are different from you, it really brings a huge amount of awareness and allows you to more easily deal with other people. Very, very, very much so. So I encourage you to listen to that podcast. Today, I kind of want to vent a little bit. And the question I I have for you all is, do you do business with companies that don't treat you well? Do you do business with someone you've had a bad experience with? Now, don't get me wrong. Mistakes happen when a company makes it right. I am a loyal, loyal, loyal. I do not believe in perfection. And as long as as someone makes something right for me or helps me, I'm great. Now, part of my vent, I have to be honest right out of the gate, is my fault. Okay? This is my fault that what happened happened. If you're going to, in the black and white of it, you know, take back all the band-aids, it is my fault. But I still have problems with companies that have poor customer service and have no ability to help or fix a customer's, you know, pain or encouraging them to stay with them. So this is my story. Air Canada, that is the Canadian airline here in Canada, and it is national. It has been bailed out by my government using my tax dollars. You can tell how thrilled I am with that. Purchased a spectacular company called Canadian Airlines that I much preferred to fly with. My sister-in-law used to work for them. They had treated their employees better. They had better pricing, better service. If you talk to anybody in Canada, Air Canada, Canadian, you fly Canadian if you can. But Air Canada won the bid. They purchased, Air uh, Air Canada won the bid. They purchased Canadian. And then they were going bankrupt. And instead of, as far as I'm concerned, allowing them to go bankrupt and letting the Phoenix rise from the ashes and hopefully a bunch of people get together and make a better airline, the government bailed them out. So they just continue on being completely as 
ineffective as they've always have been. And with no, what's the word I'm looking for? They have, uh, they have no reason for great customer service because they're the only thing in the country, except for WestJet. So the thing is, us here on the West Coast, we just fly WestJet when we can because pretty much everyone has something pretty good to say about them, and I have to agree with them. Now, for myself, I avoid Air Canada like the plague by flying out of Bellingham, Washington, which is right across our border. Because that's a really easy thing for Canadians and Americans to do. We have an, a NAFTA agreement in place and our border is fairly open between our two countries. When I say fairly, I mean within legal limits. So it's very easy for me to fly out of the United States versus Canada. Our airport is an international airport uh, in Vancouver that's you know world-renowned. It is incredibly expensive and highly taxed because of the type of travel that it does. So we avoid it if we can. But that being said, I have still spent 20 years collecting nearly 200,000 aeroplan points and I was saving them when we moved because budget is tight now to take my husband to England next year. Well, I was booking our trip to Florida and I thought, you know what, I'll check everything. I'll check air miles, I'll check aeroplan, I'll check Alaska. These are the points I collect and see who can get us there the easiest and the cheapest. Maybe we'll fly to Vancouver this time and maybe we'll fly Air Canada. Yeah, that didn't go so well. I logged in. It took me a few minutes to realize that the login and everything was the wrong email and that it was an email that I had canceled. So there's my first problem, why it's my fault. I finally get into my account and there's no points. They were flushed back in February, March. They said Air Canada sent me one email. This is what the customer service admitted to a dead email address. That was my fault for not updating it. And they flushed them. No phone call, no second email. No, nothing in the actual mail that I would have actually received and, and could have reacted to. They went with the least possible, um, I guess the word I'm looking for is reactionary uh, notification, and that's emails because people change emails all the time. So they made sure that they didn't mail or call so that I wasn't able I personally think their marketing department, this is a ploy for them. Because points, these points programs are very costly to companies, by the way. If you haven't, if you are a business owner and, um, or not a business owner and have not been on the other side of things like the Air Miles program and Aeroplan, these fancy credit cards are more expensive for a retailer to accept and these points programs cost them money. It's something they use to attract you into their store. So it's, they're very costly and those points, Air Canada has to fulfill them with either travel or, or products. So they really, they've collected from the retailers. They are not weeping a tear if you've lost your points and can't use them, okay? So Alaska has a two-year uh, window and Air Canada has one. I know I'm ranting and I'm carrying on far too far with this. So I phoned them up. They will do nothing about it. I put a post on Facebook. I know their legal department are out there scouring social media all the time. No reaction. They send me a new card and it arrives in the mail and sits on my desk and I'm watching it going, what am I doing? I am mad at this company. I was furious the day I found out they had flushed my points. That is, you know, three or four trips that I have saved for, that I have spent money at retailers, that Air Canada has program has been paid for, that I will never get to take. So Air Canada has a one-year program. And part of it is some of their marketing issues. Some of the retailers have been dropping them and those were retailers that I used in my local area. And I sort of, again, wasn't kind of paying attention. I canceled a TD visa that was linked to that, to that points program. And the reason I did that was when we moved and we were, so this is, a, I'm going to do a little segue here on your finances. 
When we moved, I started consolidating things, simplifying and downsizing. You do not need $100,000 worth of credits on credit cards. All you are doing is tempting yourself to get yourself in a flippin' mess. In fact, your credit card in your wallet for your day-to-day -day use should not have a limit bigger than your take-home salary, okay? Now, I carry a secondary card that I've had since I was 18. It has a huge limit on it, and that is my emergency card. But Keith and I both carry two other credit cards in our wallets. I have business, he has business, and those ones, and our household one, those do not need limits that go on for twenty or $30,000. It de by the way, there's a whole calculation here. Uh, unused credit devalues our dollar, by the way. I've podcasted on this before. Not sure how it works in other countries. But also, it's just a huge temptation. Anyways, I canceled the credit card, not thinking, oh, that's to the Aeroplan. Aeroplan, the two retailers I use, uh, Esso got rid of their little fobs where I could automatically pay for, <clears throat> excuse me, pay for my gas with this little fob that was on my key ring. They canceled that program while that fob was linked to my Aeroplan card and my TD Visa wasn't thinking and then my local um, future shop where honestly just once a year I'll go in and buy a ream of paper if I have to to keep that account active they stopped carrying Aeroplan so it was like a lose-lose situation it was just everything that that could go wrong to ensure that this program left my existence went wrong again I do own that the bottom line was this was my program to log into my profile update all my information and I didn't life got sort of ahead of me and I, I messed up so anyways, I phone Air Canada today. I want to mail in the let a letter with my cards and kind of make a statement. I don't appreciate how I was treated. I don't appreciate you flushing my points and not trying to reach me with a little more enthusiasm or a little more effort. And I'd like to cancel my account and return these cards. Well, they, you can't even do that. There's nothing on their website you can't mail to them. So I have to sit on hold and I talk to a representative. And he had about nine words to say fine, I'll cancel your card, thank you for calling, and literally hung up on me. He took no survey, he did not even even attempt to soothe me, talk to a manager, solve my problem, not even remotely, just dismissed me, and the account is, is cancelled. So let me tell you, I feel very, very clear and justified in this podcast and in cancelling that account, because really it's very easy for me to avoid the Aeroplan Retailers don't even know who the rest of them are. I have other programs that I collect. So my point, let's get back to it. What do you do in your life? Are you supporting a business? Have you had an experience like this and you just keep carrying on? You get kicked in the teeth, you bend over and they smack you on the butt and you keep going back to them? Don't. And sometimes you just might need to say something. The, here's a positive reinforcement actually on, on a negative subject. Most businesses that want to succeed and want you as a customer are happy to get negative feedback. If they have the ability to make you happy or correct the situation, they will do that because they know that you, if you have something negative to say, you might tell two people if you're happy, you'll tell 10 people if you're unhappy. I posted on Facebook for crying out loud how much, how angry I was at Air Canada. So you see what I mean? That is just human nature. It's how most of us are wired. So a good company is going to want to keep you and a good company will go to the effort to try and resolve, apologize, make it right. I know because I've had enough experiences in my life with fabulous companies that, that I, can, I can truly say this with experience. A company that would dismiss me so quickly who just made no effort to keep me as a client. Do I want to do business with them? 
No, I'll fly British Airways out of Vancouver if I have to go over to Europe or into England again. I will avoid Air Canada like the plague unless I'm flying with my sister-in-law. I will not go to retailers now that collect their points. Um, I will use my Air Miles credit card to pay for those places, even if they don't collect Air Miles there, and get points that way because those points are useful in my life. The other part of this is are you willing to stop using a retailer? That is where that is the point I'm trying to, to make to you. So I know I segued off. A good company will take negative feedback because they want to make it right. A bad company, they just ignore you. They don't want they just they don't care. Especially if they're a company that like say I'm not using Nike as an example. I'm just saying a type of retailer like Nike that owns such a huge market share, they might be able to ignore you as a customer. I'm not saying they ever do. Okay, please, I just, I needed to use a large company that, set, that you could understand in your head that's worldwide that has such a huge market share. You know what? They might get a little blasé. And then there's a company like Zappa. And, and again, Nike has never done that to me, okay? <laughs> They're a great company, I'm sure. But then look, let's look at a company like Zappos. Their whole business is based on customer service. They let you order the shoes and send them back for crying out loud because they know only 20% of the people maximum will ever do that. 80% of the people will keep the product, return it properly, will not wear it, abuse it, and then send it back or will simply just not bother. So, you know, they work very heavily on keeping you incredibly happy. Even Amazon, maybe you've had a bad experience, but I had a good experience with them just recently. I had Amazon Prime and I didn't even realize I had it. It has probably renewed the last two years on my credit card through my business and I didn't even notice it, which is bad on Shelly. But I probably ordered something, saw the amount, thought that's what it was and moved on. But this time I caught it because things are a little tighter than they used to be and I don't have a dozen credit cards on the go. I have three and I know what's on them. I phoned them up or emailed them. I didn't even have to phone them. Quick chat, no problem, Mrs. Sure. We will cancel that, refund you your difference, and if you ever would like to come back, please come back. Now, the reason I make that example is, have you ever gone online and bought something for one of those companies? And I'm going to use two, two as a perfect example because I'm very upset with them right now. When, they're, they're a hair care company, and another company, uh, actually, their name, their product was Living Well, which was terrible because it was the same as name as my company name, but it was some doctor and they're on some weird auto uh, shipping thing that you don't realize you're signing up for and it's reverse marketing. They send and charge until you cancel, not the other way around. They don't ask your permission. They, you, know, you order something and you're automatically, it's probably in the small print somewhere. Most people miss it, I know, because I'm not the only one that's been hijacked like this. But you know what? Don't do businesses with companies like that. If companies have to reverse market you to get their product out there, I guess maybe sometimes I'd have to say, the product's probably not worth buying, so quit using them. I'm taking a course right now, I'm not getting as far into it as I would like with everything going on, called Rule One Investing. And Phil talks about, he's the gentleman that does this, and he actually has a podcast called Invested, I believe it's what it's called. Please check it out if you're into investing. He's got some great uh, words of wisdom and some pearls of advice that are just fabulous. So Phil Town, or Townsend Town, he, uh, he talks about in, in the first part of the course, you do a profile and he does not want you buying stock that you don't believe in. Now, someone else might believe in that, but you should, but if you don't, you shouldn't own it. So, you know, I am very black and white about things like GMOs and chemicals and smoking, Coca-Cola. I just, that product, Diet Coke needs to be removed from the globe as far as I'm concerned. It is death in a can. 
I'll have to podcast maybe on, on that one day and you can painfully listen to it. My father actually developed canker sores all over his tongue after 20 years of drinking all this stuff and had to give it all up. And there are so many people, I've seen people bring on in complete neurological disorders with their body because they're, you know, a two to five Coke uh, drinker a day. That stuff is liquid poison. It's worse than alcohol. Leave it alone except for special occasions, okay? Okay, that's my two bits worth on that one. I'm very black and white on that. Anyways, back to Phil. He talks about not owning stock in companies that you personally don't believe in. So right out of the gate, he wants you to invest with soul. And there's a lot of that going on in the world right now. And that's why I truly believe that we're, we are coming to a, a swing in our pendulum on this planet. Awareness is coming back. North Americans, we are the king and queens of blindly just buying whatever we want, cheapest, with no thought or consequence to what's going on behind that you know are we keeping a third world country in poverty are you know are we keeping some awful uh, conglomerate uh, wealthy while you know people in the united states can't get access to proper health care you know i just have issues about this so the only way that's going to change is if you the individual change don't do business with clients that you don't want to do if air canada goes bankrupt again let me tell you, it's because the, the Canada is full of people like me who have just said enough's enough. And I do not want to see my government bail out that misery again. Walmart, there's a lot of people that have a lot of issue with Walmart. If you don't, if you do, don't shop there. I don't shop there. Once in a while, my husband goes in on an emergency. You know what? I don't preach at him. My opinions are my own. But if you have a, if you have a stand on it, then quit sneaking into it to get your $2 off whatever it is you're buying because you keep, you're perpetuating and supporting the bad behavior if that's what you feel is going on okay so in the investment course they want you to do the same thing and I have a wonderful mentor I've worked with for a number of years his name is Colin Sprake and he works it used to be only be in the Fraser Valley but now he's definitely expanding his his coaching career and his mentoring he's, he's just amazing and he teaches business with soul it's the same deal he teaches businesses to behave like what I spoke of earlier they want to keep your business. They want to hear the negative feedback. They want to correct it. Feedback is an amazing thing. I did a podcast a couple of weeks back on feedback. If you haven't listened to it, please do. It is a very positive thing for businesses and individuals. Without feedback, how are you going to change? How will you know what you're doing wrong? So that is why in life, have a really dear best friend that will help you. Or secondly, um, in business, get yourself a good coach. Every mentor, even a mentor needs a mentor. Coaches need coaches. I coach, I have a coach. And I have always had mentors in my business life for many, many years. Okay, so that's my little rant today about Air Canada. And my question to you is, think about who you're supporting in business. Even think about who you buy your groceries from. Like these things are important. My husband has no problem. For years, we had a little corner store at the top of the hill. You know what? Was he paying 50 cents extra for his, um, what is he? He goes up there for something all the time. It's junk food or I can't remember what he goes up there for. It doesn't really matter. It's probably something he likes to eat. And he doesn't care that it's 50 cents extra. He didn't have to get in his car and, and spend gas going up to the major grocery store. And they are a small little Chinese grocer at the top of our hill. They have been there for years and years and we supported them. They lived above their store. We knew them. They attended our church. Okay, so we support that business. We don't care if the milk's a little extra. If I need it, I need it. 
And if I'm not out doing my major shopping at Save-On or whatever, I, I need that milk. Got to go. It's, they've got what I need. So think about that. Think about who you're supporting. Maybe think about who you need to start boycotting because change only comes when those of us that want change are instrumental and physically active in making that change happen through our choices, where we buy, what we support, where we shop, where we spend our money, who gives us money, all of it. Alrighty? Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.